What is up, everyone? It's the Bumcast. I'm your host, HBIC, the head bum in charge, along with Baloney, the Southside bum, and a no longer suspended Dougie Freshness. We have. Yeah, welcome back. We have lifted your suspension two days early. So, welcome back. Welcome back, Dougie. Welcome back. S- say hello That's- to the bad guy. Every week, big announcement. I'm like WCW in the late 90s, man, with Tony Schiavone. This is the biggest bumcast in the history of bumcasts. And next week. You know what? Bumcast. Hand up on me. I was going to, we didn't really communicate. We all had a busy weekend. We didn't really communicate how we wanted to do this announcement. There has been a lot of announcements, some bigger than others, some not so big. Beef Loaf is in the comments. I remember us talking about the TMZ announcement, and everyone was like, "What?" <laughs> like that was it. And Beef No, and Beef Loaf was the one that's like, you know, you know, sell high and then and, and you know, like promise big and then not. And that's basically been our motto for 144 episodes. But you know what? I, I this one's a big us one. Us being I, on TV was a big deal for us. Yes, anyone <laughs> else not so much. This one is a big one. For certain people, a lot of people ha- have have asked about this specifically. People in the comments might not give a fuck, but other people will. And for us, the four bums, in the long run, it's going to be great. So, yes. stay tuned for that. It's a, it's tuned. in about twenty minutes. Yeah. So, Dougie, um, welcome back. You uh, yeah. you decided to serve your suspension at a Papa Roach concert last week. So, yeah. uh, hope you had a good time. Um, also, yeah. happy belated birthday. To you as well. Last Thursday, you are a ripe forty-seven years old now. <laughs> You're close. You're close. Off by ten years. 30, 37, 37. But yeah, no, uh, great Papa Roach uh, show. It was uh, seven hundred people in a small ass bottom lounge club. It was it was pretty awesome. And uh, no opener. They played uh, twenty three songs. So wow. And. Uh, Big shout out to them. I was going to make them MVBs, but I'm not going to get on that level with them. But uh, they said, fuck it to Ticketmaster and went TicketWeb and uh, only $7 fees and uh, $20 tickets. So wow, I'll send 30 bucks well, a ticket out the fucking door. Now we yeah, get, yeah. get more artists to do that. Get Taylor Swift to jump on them. You know, that, that then the, the ball will start rolling, you know. Yeah, man, Taylor Swift can jump on anybody. I'll be down. That's true. So, uh, Dougie, you had some bourbon in there. What are you drinking? Oh, I am uh, drinking the uh, Redwood Empire Lager. Man, that is so good. Great call. Yeah. So it is, I tweeted out earlier, it is National Tequila Day. I am going to celebrate in style, gentlemen. So this this podcast might go off the rails a a little later. Um, I'm going to start with the nice little. Yeah, Fortaleza, not not a surprise. Yeah, I'm going to start with the little uh, lighting, bad lighting. Fortaleza. Fortaleza, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> then we're gonna one. do a little class El Zul. Oh my God! Oh, oh, you Jeez! Just yeah, and I so hope we it with a nice little Casa Dragon as a Neho here. He's gonna I be drunk in ten minutes. Yeah, I hope no one talked bad about you uh, this week on a podcast because <laughs> that oh, rant is gonna be awesome. Give it an hour and a half. We're gonna be, uh, it's gonna be awesome. We bring it, ring in the bell, all pod. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's get let's get this let's get this party started. Peter, what do you? What well, do you no. I, well, I was gonna wish you two bozos a happy birthday. Not only is it Dougie's birthday, your birthday's on Wednesday, Jason. That is true. Mind yeah. you, I feel like, and, and don't take this the wrong way. You celebrate your birthday every year 
as if you were a 21 year old girl. You celebrate for like a week straight. I, you went out to dinner on on Friday. We're doing a Cub Sox thing tomorrow for your birthday. You're probably doing something Wednesday. It's a full week ex- experience when Jason James turns uh, 41. So, so I, uh, I have dialed back a little bit. You know, I'm not on, you know, Alexis level or in my Sox summer level where it's a whole birthday month or anything like that anymore. So I, I went out to dinner with my the friends on on Friday, we went for sushi in downtown Naperville. Shout out Blue Sushi. Uh, if you guys never been, I highly recommend checking it out. Hell, Johnny, that's why I apologize. I couldn't uh, make it on on Friday. Um, you guys would have guys would have been invited to for sushi if if you didn't have your thing. But I will make it down to your show. I promise that. Um, you know, and then Dougie, he doesn't know the rules. He decided to go on vacation during my birthday weekend, which that's a big, we're gonna, you're going to learn pretty quick. It's a big no, no. Another, you, 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 you plan, <laughs> you don't, you plan, you know, stuff around my birthday. So don't, uh, yeah, don't keep that, keep that weekend free next year. Uh, yeah, don't celebrate your own birthday. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. God, how <laughs> selfish motherfucker <laughs> celebrating yourself. What do we got going on? Um, but yeah, so then I had, uh, just dinner with the family, uh, earlier and then, you know, obviously we're doing Sox Cubs tomorrow. Should be some shenanigans, and uh, me and the wife will be going out on Wednesday. So it is a birthday week. I love it. Shout out, yeah. shout out, Fist Magic, real quick. He said, "I told the wife I wasn't going to watch the Bachelorette tonight because I'm watching the bums." There you go. Shout out. You take shout one of Fist Magic. You're, you're good by our book, man. Hell yeah, Rose, Rose, early MVB Fitz Magic. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll. We'll cover for you, man. We'll we'll talk to her if we need to, but uh, you're doing you're doing a Lord's work right now. Um, so, Dougie had a good weekend. Uh, Peter, how was your weekend? Uh, awesome. Uh, it was uh, it was everything you expect a forty year old dad of two kids to have. Like, we went to a birthday party on Saturday, and then Johnny was at our place on Sunday celebrating Scarlett's birthday my daughter turned six so happy birthday scarlet um birthday. I'm, it, it was it was a lot it was a lot so but i'm here so i'm happy it's good johnny you obviously had a good weekend with you know your show you got a lot of people came by and yeah i mean it was it was i was telling you like uh before the show that it was just surreal that um people other than who i know strangers were just coming up and looking at my artwork and uh pretty much praising it saying how much they like it um when i was taking pictures with uh, the people that i knew um they were coming up to me um saying like oh that that they really liked it what, what was the inspiration by it and all that so it was really definitely something that obviously you know words can't express again now how i put that out there on twitter um but yeah it was it was great and obviously yes i um was celebrating scarlet's birthday my daughter was there as well too um yeah. she was having a hard time leaving uh peter's house so um but other than that that was it was definitely a great weekend yeah very good very one question one quick question about the art show johnny because um so we got there, it started at 7, ended at 10, and I was like, let's, Julie and I went, and we are like, we'll get there around 8, 8.15, and then kind of hang out. I didn't know what to expect. One, I'm not an art show guy. I'm more of a, you know, back alley bar, the Roberts Roadhouse kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. when you told me I'm wearing a suit, 
I'm like, what in the fuck am I supposed to wear to this thing? Um, so I put the poll out there, like, I'm going to wear my best bum shirt. You, I did not wear a bum shirt. I put a collared shirt on. Um, Classic. But, uh, yeah, thank you. It was a Hawaiian shirt. It's a fat guy party. Anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny was in a suit. Everywhere, one, it, I w- it was not what I expected. It, there was, th- I'm not kidding you, thousands of people there. There was a DJ on the first floor. It looked like there was a rave going on. Like, it was five floors worth of artwork. It was really, really cool. Not what I expected. When Johnny showed up in the suit and I walked to him, the fourth floor out of all the floors was the only floor with, like, no working air conditioning. I thought Johnny was going to die. <laughs> I, I was very worried about my car. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely brutal. Like I when I when I went to go drop off the, the artwork, they had air conditioning. I'm not quite sure why they didn't have air conditioning when there was a hundred people or more at that place. Like it was just it was just too much. I, I was at one point telling people, and this was for my show, we're gonna leave early because I can't take this anymore because it started getting too hot. Like it was just I, I didn't understand it. But um yeah, I, I don't know why there was no AC. Sorry. But yeah, it was awesome. So congrats, yeah. Yeah. I and I, I also honestly, I'm not trying to talk shit, but that first picture you post, you took of Johnny when he was just standing there, like the Mark all, G and Greco picture. Yeah, I was like, I could not stop laughing at that picture because I don't know what it was, Johnny. Like what you were looking at, or like just it was like the perfect moment that he, no, he captured no, no, that no. picture. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I can explain that. I did okay. that on purpose. Okay, he did I did he that saw on me? He was looking the other way, and I'm like, I'm gonna take a candid picture of Johnny because he's in his suit. And I told him, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like tag Mark Gian Greco because Gian Greco wears a lot of those blue suits, or he did back when he was on ABC Seven. And I was like, I'm gonna tag Gian Greco, see what happens. And then so as soon as Johnny saw that I was taking a picture, he just like, it was weird. It was like your posture turned into like a slinky or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what happened. So I actually. Didn't do shit all this weekend. It, I mean, Friday and I went out to dinner, but Saturday and Sunday, we had a, the weekend free. And I looked at our calendar, and Saturday was the first day we've had to first Saturday we've had since April fifteenth. That's how fucking busy this like past three months has been. And it was great not to do anything at all this week. We went to go see Oppenheimer. We went out and grabbed like burgers, but like we didn't have to be anywhere. It was it was fabulous. First time in three months. So that was, and I can't stress enough, like when the summertime, when that all every weekend in June and almost July is booked, not to have anything like, it's like, oh my God, what do I do? Do we, can, should we invite friends over and drink? Or is it just like stay to ourselves and watch Netflix all night, you know? Um, but I do have, I do have a funny story from last week. And I feel like all of my stories that I talk about on the bum cast of money involve, involve basketball, me, me playing basketball and some you know, well, the people expect that one form of capacity or another. Um, so I, I'm, I'm last Wednesday, I go to the gym and they have um, they have three full courts and one court was like all day camper. So I couldn't go there. And the first court had people playing already. And there was one there was only one hoop that was available to shoot in. And it must have the kids must have been there earlier because it was lower to six feet. And I got there and I was taken aback at for a minute but then my eyes lit up and i was like do i do it do i do i do it and i'm like nah i, I don't know i i don't i i i got a lot of weight on me right now i can't really jump as much as i could 
And then I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm going to dunk. I'm going to do a fucking oh, dunk. No. <laughs> so I got, I got a nice running start. Didn't, didn't dribble or anything. Just carry the ball. I did the most fucking weakest, pathetic two hand dunk. <laughs> I could possibly imagine. Soon as I landed, immediately my hamstring got tight yeah of course. Uh, dude you're lucky you didn't blow, like uh that was achilles waiting to happen i was i was like okay we're done no more duncan uh let's go back to the front desk and tell them to raise the room i'm like as as much as it was fun to pretend that i can still dunk on a six foot rim like i was back in when i was you know 70 pounds lighter there's a lot there's a lot more weight that in gravity sucks so <laughs> that was I did not want to rupture any ACLs, any hamstrings, any calves, like not dunking anymore. Good call. Did you buy basketball shoes yet? I did not, but I did buy a basketball. Well, I should say my wife bought a basketball. She got me. <laughs> she bought you for your birthday? Like, yes, she got, literally me, a got me a basketball. It's like, a, it's, like a, it's a Nerf ball, like those Nerf and the hoop they used to put in your it's like those. It's like the little ones that they used to have that you could palm with like the little like those are like softballs. I don't know if you guys remember those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, no. But no, she, so got, you got she bought basketball. me. She bought me a nice basketball for my birthday. So I'm like, okay, we got that. We got one item down. Now we gotta get some new shoes. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, I'm staying away from Duncan. But other than that, though, I'm gonna keep shooting around. Um, all right. This, this before comment, we get to, before we get there, you need to check out the basketball trampolines at Urban Air or Sky Zone. I just took my daughter to Sky Zone. Um, and they do. They have like full court, like slam ball basketball courts. Really? It was so damn tempting. And they're like, there's absolutely no way. I've had two knee surgeries. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> trying to make, I'm not trying to make it three. So I did not. Yeah. Do it, but it's it, like so awesome. The one thing I worry about you those places it, is like, I'm going to like miss time to jump and my feet are going to like fall between the springs or something like that. <laughs> like that's be my luck. I'm just going to like go super high and then my ankle's going to twist in between the springs or something um okay so before the big announcement uh whiskey at comiskey this saturday we are coming back i will not be there unfortunately but the fellow bums will be there dougie you are making some nice pork i hear correct that is correct i'm going to be uh doing some uh 18 hour smoked pulled pork hell yeah i am jealous i'm gonna miss that um but I'm sure it's going to be very, very good. So, yes, thank you for everyone so far that's RSVP'd. We appreciate it. Uh, keep those RSVPs coming because, obviously, Dougie needs to know how much uh, how much pork he's buying here. If, um, yep. And, obviously, there's going to be some bourbons. There's going to be some beers. Uh, we got some cases of uh, great tasting, great taste less filling Miller Lights uh, left that we're going to be bringing. Uh, it should be an all-around good time. I, these guys are going to do a great job pulling down the tailgate uh gonna be a good time but we'll also be at the game tomorrow so if you guys are going to the game uh for Sox cubs tomorrow uh we'll have the flag out stop by lappy we'll have some beer we'll have some bourbons we're not doing food so we're just gonna grab some more from dogs um but because we don't want to drink bourbon on an empty stomach before the game but tailgating during the week is a little harder you know with work schedules and trying to get there early and prop out the grill and everything so you know we'll be we'll be there tomorrow though and it should be fun if you guys are Gonna get down. I highly recommend everyone gets out in the park early tomorrow, even though both teams are shit right now. Sox Cubs is usually always always fills up quick. I haven't I think it was like a decade ago. I turned to you and said, This is the last Cubs Sox game I come to. And like maybe 10 years later, I'm like, ah, we're doing it again. 
if it wasn't for your birthday. <laughs> well, we'll see. you know what? I, yeah. I'm I'm not a big fan of the Sox Cub series middle of the week. It's 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 stupid. But it's better because otherwise people would die. That's true. That's a good point. That's a very good point. All right, let's get to the the big announcement that I tease on Twitter. The earth shattering. Every episode of the Bumcast is bigger than the ep- last episode of the Bumcast. But we senior, have senior side's going to kill you. Yeah, he probably is. <laughs> uh, we got a we got a big announcement, guys. Uh, so <sighs> we have been talking about doing this for a while, and we finally put it to fruition. We, as a Chicago sports bums, we kind of pigeonhole ourselves into the Sox and Bears talk. We we don't real we don't talk Cubs. We don't really talk much Bulls and Hawks. They've kind of sucked. You know, Bulls obviously been bad. Hawks have been bad. But now we're going to talk more Hawks. But mm-hmm. we've kind of alienated 50% of the baseball community. So our big announcement is we are actually launching a brand new Chicago Cubs podcast, Bums in the Bleachers. This is going to be under the Chicago Sports Bum umbrella. Um, we are not – the four of us are not – participating this in any form whatsoever nope. we're giving nope. full autonomy but we are going to introduce our uh new hosts of bums in the bleacher and we'll bring them in right now uh you got white Sox twitter knows this guy very well you're at fr- friend all friends with them um mike Prazmaster, and you've seen him on the bum cast before cousin john aka drammy sosa the dram daddy on instagram but mike john Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for taking over and launching this po- this Cubs podcast, Bums in the Bleachers. We're very excited to do this. We felt like we, you know, we have a lot of followers on Twitter who are Cubs fans, but we don't talk Cubs, you know, very rarely. And people have said, why don't you guys ever talk Cubs or anything like that? Because we don't follow them. We're Southside guys, right? So we're giving you guys full autonomy, autonomy to, you know, do whatever show you want. Uh, see, tequila's already kicking in. Um so you guys can do whatever you want for for the podcast, but we're happy that you guys are going to take it and run with it and do whatever you want with your Cubs pod. We're yeah, super excited to start this up. Uh, I have been looking for an option to start a Cubs podcast for many years and uh, happy that you guys have given me the opportunity to uh, start one up under your network. Yeah, hey, hey, senor, senor. They won't Sorry. let me fuck the Cubs, okay? <laughs> I shouldn't have put that up as uh, as we're promoting a Cubs podcast. Yeah. But, but Senor is a good guy. <laughs> I expect it. Yeah, I mean, it's right before uh, – it's the eve of the Crosstown Classic. So, I mean, what what kind of uh, rivalry or in-town rivalry would it be if people weren't talking shit already, right? So, uh, no, I'm super excited. <laughs> you know, uh, I've been, you know, super honored to be on your show uh, several times in the past and, and, you know, kind of shed some light on the Cubs and, you know, sometimes Blackhawk stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's really exciting to actually have that, that space to uh, expand and, and talk a little Cubs baseball, uh, even though right now it's a little, little dicey, a little iffy, which I know we'll get into, but just super excited to be part of it. And, you know, officially unofficially one of the bourbon bums. So, yeah. So, <laughs> That's actually one, like, I didn't take many notes for this podcast because it was just going to be six guys chopping it up about Cub socks and things like that. But one of the things I did want to mention is since the last time you were on the podcast, John, you've really ramped up the bourbon content, which I think obviously falls right in line with us. Um, so if you guys don't know, Cousin John is 
Johnny's cousin, not my cousin, but we've got a bunch of cousins on here. Um, but you've, you're a certified bourbon steward for one, and your Instagram has blown up with bourbon content. So before we talk Cub Socks, talk a little about your like, it, it feels like overnight or maybe what within the last year or so. Yeah, I would say probably the last couple of years. Um, you know, I really kind of started my, I guess, journey into whiskey probably right around 2012-ish. And it was very, very just minor. It was, you know, Maker's Makers Mark, you know, Maker's 46, um, you know, Old Forester 1910 or 1920, just really basic stuff. Woodford, um, <laughs> some <laughs> oh, no, bottle two. Uh yeah, so really minor stuff, you know, and then 2016, I went to my first distillery, you know, really kind of fell in love with the process of like how bourbon was made and whiskey was made, but didn't really start getting, I guess, super uh, into like buying and, and building my my selection and my bar until uh, right around 2020 ish, 2021. Um, some of you know, like we were out of our home for about six months because of a, a tornado that hit our home. So that kind of slowed down some of the purchasing. And then uh, this past year really just kind of started getting a little bit more into like diving in into like the stewardship and, um, you know, learning about, um, you know, just everything whiskey. So it's my, yeah, my, my collection selection, whatever you want to call it has grown tremendously. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun, met a lot of great people have done tastings, uh, you know, hopefully get to do some picks later on, but it's been a lot of fun and, uh, you know, glad to add this into, uh, you know, part of the, the bourbon bums, uh, sector. Hell yeah. Yeah. And just, I just want to let everyone know we're happy that we got, you know, Mike and John here. We are not going to have a six man show every week. Okay. So don't <laughs> expect to come back next week and see six boxes every week. Like the four of us, the bum, we're still going to have our every Monday show. We'll have one of these guys on every now and then to talk some Cubs baseball or, you know, during the season or whatever, but they got their own show. They're going to run with it and make it, make it great. And we're going to support them. But uh, yeah, you are not going to see a six, seven man uh, stream yard every week. <laughs> we, the, don't want uh, that. we don't want that noise. The Brady bunch. Yeah, no, that's going <laughs> to, that's, that's, that's too much. Um, All right. So I have my first question for the group yeah. is who's more pissed off about this season? It's got to be Sox fans. Yeah, it's got to be Sox. Yeah, it's got to be Sox fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think there's just there was there's greater expectation for the Sox to compete this year. I mean, they were what last year were favorites to win the World Series for a lot of people and um coming into this year, you would have hoped that that momentum would have kept going. Um I think the Cubs we kind of knew more or less like we were hoping to be competitive. There were some deals made, some minor moves, a lot of one-year prove-it deals uh, that were signed in the offseason. So I don't think that our expectation was as high. But I will say that next year, that clock is starting to tick because Jed Hoyer refuses to put a timeline on when this retooling or rebuilding was going to finally come to fruition. And, you know, if we're, it looks like we may be sellers this offseason yet again. So... I think that clock is ticking, but it's got to be Sox. I think the Sox had a little bit of a, you know, it, it's a shitty division. They should should have won that, but we'll see. Yeah, it's it's definitely got to be Sox, like considering how close, you know, how close we are removed to you guys being a playoff team. And, um, you know, like the division was, you guys looked like it was going to be, you were going to be like the far and away favorites last year. 
it was pretty wide open going into this year. Um, and you could say that for either Central Division, really, but like at least the Sox had a little bit of a pedigree there. And there was some precedent to think that they would bounce back a little bit after changing managers and, you know, ridding themselves of Tony La Russa. Uh, but I mean, with the Cubs, like, we went into this basically with very low expectations this year. I mean, they they did sign Dansby Swanson over the offseason. Uh, they, you know, they, they signed Cody Bellinger, who's looking amazing so far. Uh, it, it's funny. If you had told me, like, those two moves had worked out to the level that they had worked out to, and you also had Justin Steele and Marcus Stroman pitching like they have been, like, I would have thought this team would have been in first place, to be honest with you. Uh, but just sticking with strictly preseason uh, prediction, like preseason feelings, like a, a, relative to like what the feelings are right now. Yeah, I, I feel like if I were a Sox fan, I would be way more pissed off than I am currently at the Cubs. Yeah, I think that's a given as well. David, welcome from Cedar Hill, Texas. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Happy to have happy to break the Texas market there. Um yeah, I mean it sucks for you guys as well too, because you're gonna pretty much lose Bellinger. And John, you said in the pre-show that you know he just played himself into a two hundred million dollar contract. Like, you know, again, guy could Sox could have went after and they didn't. And yeah. just a whole lot of bad moves there. But you know, we got the crosstown coming up. Um you know, this used to ha- this definitely doesn't have the same flair as it did ten ish years ago, no. maybe even twelve years ago. You know, I, I think it was maybe like around like two thousand what thirteen, fourteen when it just kind of lost its luster a little bit, where yeah. you know both teams weren't really doing good, and you know it's like like oh yeah, fuck you guys suck. Well, yeah, we suck too. You know, like what do you what do you want to do? We both suck, man. Right. You know, like. What, what, what we're going to be, there's no more bragging rights anymore. Cause I felt like in those early 2000 years, it was always funny because like one team would be good. One team would be shit, you know, and then they beat up on each other. And then you get that one season where both teams are actually really good. And then it's like, Oh fuck. Okay. People yeah. are going to like fighting in the bleachers, you know, and stands and you know, it's, it's a fucking shit show. But now again, it's like, I don't even know. I don't even think this game is sold out tomorrow. I, I mean, I haven't checked, but I, I think tickets were still available. It just, uh, mm-hmm. it just, I don't. What did, what did you as a Cubs fan? What is your take on this? Because for me, I don't hate. I don't hate the Cubs the same as I used to. You know, like fifteen years ago, where I would be like giving middle fingers to my uncle because he was a Cubs fan. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't hate that in the same level anymore. It's just because it's kind of like you know, you guys do you, we'll do us, and I hope right. we win when we play each other. But um, I I definitely dialed down the intensity in the past ten years. It, I definitely like used to have a strong hatred for the White Sox, and then I kind of dialed it back in 2021 when the Cubs had to sell off all their pieces. Um, and you know, it, it coincided with you guys having a really great season. Um, you know, I, I, I was that was like my peak of being pissed off at my own team with the Cubs after they had sold off Rizzo, Baez, Bryant, and everything. And they didn't even let them have a, a final at bat at Wrigley either. And I was, I, I think I tweeted it out at some point. I was like, I honestly hope that for like what they're doing right now, it may be the, the, the right thing to do going forward, but that like the, 
the White Sox wind up having better attendance numbers and better TV ratings than the Cubs did just for that. Um, you know, now seeing as both teams have kind of found themselves back to the middle of the pack in their divisions, like, you know, what can you really say? You can't, there's, there's no vitriol really between either side of town when neither team is really competing for anything right now. Yeah. I'm going to say that growing up and even now, like I've never, I've never hated the Sox. I've never been that Cubs fan to be a Sox hater or anything like that. What I can say is that I hated the fan base for a long time uh, because of like just the, the amount of just trash talking that always occurred when it was like, we both sucked, you know, like at that time, it's like the, the Sox had gone 86 years without winning a world series and the Cubs went 108. So it's like, at what level of suckage, you know, do we just like, just stop, you know, right? But I would say that just growing up, like, you know, Southside Bum is my cousin. You know, we obviously talked about that. Um, he could probably tell you that, you know, uh, going into uh, a lot of those family, you know, parties and stuff like that, you'd hear a lot of the Sox chatter from all my uncles. Um, you know, all my whole family, they're all Sox fans. So my, my, my father, my brother, myself, we're the outliers. We're the only Cubs fans. My dad grew up in little village he actually lived in bridgeport for a while so it's uh you know he gets a lot of shit because he technically should have been a Sox fan but um yeah I, i've never really hated them and i think the last time that this series actually meant something or it was actually entertaining was probably around 2007 2008 i want to say 2008 both teams were in first place both teams made the playoffs that year um that was the last time i I actually thought it was fun because those games actually meant something because they were in the, in summer, you know, the dog days of summer when you're fighting for a pennant, you're fighting for your playoff lives. So they actually meant something. And now it's, uh, I think it's just a lot of apathy from both fan bases at this point, you know, Sox fans rightfully show. So should probably stop showing up to Sox games until, you know, Jerry decides to either sell the team or do something different. Um, you know, and, and I get it, you know, like you can't, you can't quit your fandom just because of that, you know, and it's hard to give up on the guys that you love. But, you know, I think a lot of fans are really just starting to say, Hey, you know, screw it. We're not going to give our money to this team because Jerry won't spend it, spend any of the money. Um, and I think Cubs fans are just frustrated because again, you know, like I said, there's, there's been no timeline or, you know, hard timeline of when this is actually going to be fixed. So I think we're starting to not be as frustrated yet, but I think you're going to start to see that in the next year or so. So I think these series are just kind of, they're just kind of mad right now. Johnny, was there any any family fighting at the during Cubs Sox <laughs> crosstown games? Uh, duh, yeah. I mean, there was a bunch of arguments. So, <laughs> what the fuck do you expect, man? I mean, it's a Cubs Sox. I mean, even when they, we were fucking shitty, it would be still like arguing like back and forth. I mean, I mean that's just the way it is. I mean, if if you if you're you have a big family, um, even on on uh, on Peter, like we uh. Our side, like uh, we had that same kind of like talk going yeah. back and forth as well too. If you come from a bit, yeah, if you come from a big family, of course you're gonna have that that bickering back and forth. Like, yes, anytime like we start bringing up sports, that's like the number one thing. We just be bickering back and forth. So yes, it was. I, it was, I remember it was it was tense sorry. at sometimes. I remember one <laughs> time was. I was at a family party. It was Sox Cubs were playing. This was probably early two thousands, um, and. Socks were down. They hit a home run to take the lead. And I was 
I was like, I was getting shit from the, my whole family the entire game because the Sox were losing. And I, this is, I would be like amped up, like, oh, like rage, you know, just be me being me, basically. And <laughs> after the Sox hit the home run to take the lead, I went up to like my uncle, my dad, all my cousins. I went like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. That's uh, how, you're cool. That's how, like, <laughs> like seriously. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, hold on. I, wait, hold on. Oh my God. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like, it, it, I might have had you know, some alcohol in me at the time, but yeah, I went up to like all, right. all my family members and gave them a middle finger to their face, and then <laughs> socks, the socks proceeded to blow that game, and then I got all the fucking. You you were so. one of those kids on Maury, you know, like my kid is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was that bad baby girl before bad baby was somebody. Catch, Catch me, outside. me outside. Yeah, how about that? Don't yeah, tell me to, so, like my kids going ask- to boot camp. I was going to ask Dougie a question. And Jason, I, I asked you one after that. But Dougie, you talked about your like Cubs Sox fandom from your family on the CHGO podcast when we were there. But you never really yeah. talked about it on this show. So explain how you became like, which is kind of funny because last week we, we named the show Turncoat Dougie. But you really yeah. did turn. <laughs> you're, the, you're the turncoat, right? I, yeah, I am the turncoat. Yeah, the uh, my whole family is uh, basically Cubs fans. I mean, my dad's not. My dad's a Sox fan, Wesley, as you guys have seen him at I love, tailgates I love and everything. <clears throat> but uh, my uh, yeah, my grandma was like huge, huge radio Cubs. Not watching on TV, listening to her on radio. That's all she. One one Christmas, we bought her a fucking TV and cable because she refused to buy cable. You, we paid for we paid for cable. Had had a fucking TV put in her house, and she still refused to watch the Cubs on TV, wanted to listen to it on the radio. So her big thing was, if you're from Chicago, you're a Cubs fan. And she just kind of kept pumping that down my throat, and then finally I just had enough of it, and I was like, all right, there's a team on the other side of town, and that's what I'm going to go with. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what I did. And uh, so, yeah, then it became a whole big thing between me and my grandma, like, Every time we saw each other, it was, you know, are you still a Sox fan? I'm like, yeah, are you still listening to radio? Fucking listening to Eisenhower, or not, or FDR with his fireside chats and shit. Like the old school school radios and shit. Yeah. So then my next question for you, Jay, you married into a Cubs family. That's true. Like Sarah is a Cubs fan and she's super happy that bums it bums and the bleaches are a thing because she was one of the driving forces of yep hey you need the other side of town's content and i'm like oh you agree but we just can't talk about it so how is it going to you know the in-laws basically as a Sox fan so i first off i want to preface by saying like every time we would finish a podcast and we'd be talking socks and everything and i go up to the i go up to the bedroom and everything and she'd be like when are you guys gonna talk about cubs you guys need more Cubs talk, you know? And I'm like, yeah, that's not our, that's not our thing though. Like I don't, I, I'm just, I don't watch games. Like it's not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about something. I don't really know, even though I probably do that most of the time here anyways, but, all yeah. of us, but you know, like we, we kind of say stated that like, we want to keep like the sports, maybe like some of the sports talk, like on a separate pod and keep more of us for nonsense talk and, you know, like funny segments and stuff like that. So I feel like the Cubs is, you know, like a good, the Cubs podcast is going to be a good, you know, like stepping stone for this. Now, yes, going up to um, her family, you know, like her brother is a, is a diehard Sox fan, like, like I am, 
but her dad and her mom, they're all, they're all Cubs fans. So, uh, like when I go up there, it, it's not really like, oh, like, uh, you know, fuck the socks or anything like that. Like my father-in-law, he'll be like, oh, socks really blew that one the other day, huh? It's like, <laughs> yeah, we suck. You know, like I can't really talk shit about that because we are terrible and we have been terrible for a very long time. So yes, when you, but then he'll like my father-in-law, he's not like, he's not like a Cubs or like a Sox hater or anything like that. He'll just ask me like, so like, what are they, what are they doing over there? Like, what, are they going to do this? Or are they, what's the issue? He's like, he, he generally like takes interest with it. So it is, it, it's not like going into like hostile territory. Like it was at family get togethers, like on my, like my mom's side, you know, or like growing up where it's like, I was the only Sox fan in the family at, you know, like on my, on my mom's side. And then my dad, my dad's side was like split between my uncles and my cousins between, you know, who's Sox and Cubs. So like in my late teens, like early twenties, there was a lot of hostility going to family parties in the summer, especially if it was around crosstown classic time, but no, my in-laws, no, they're good. They're good with the baseball talk. So um, nothing, but, but I like when her brother's in town and then we just talk Sox for, for 20 minutes. And it's basically like, yeah, they suck. Don't they? Yep. I mean, yeah, All that's right, basically, that's basically <laughs> yeah. everyone's conversation for the last. I was half, I was actually disappointed ago. because he actually lives in Denver, and the Sox are playing in Colorado in a couple weeks, the weekend yeah. of the of the fifteenth, and we actually were going to make plans to go out and see him and go to a couple games, and then we got invited to a wedding the same weekend, so that just ruined uh, ruined the trip and weddings. All right. Before we break down, I mean, I, I do want to ask John and, and Mike about, um, you know, Bellinger and b- being buyers and sellers and things like that. But kind of to break the ice because, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be contentious today because we both suck. But I do want to ask, I, I, I kind of want to just go around the row. Who's your favorite player from the other side of town? So I'll like start. Current or, current or no, 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 like all time. Okay. Because oh. I'm sure we all have answers. Obviously, we all love our team. You know, a big Ozzy and and. Can and I give Thomas you my guys. most hated me... one too? All right. Yes. Do do <laughs> we'll do favorite cross sound rival and then the one you hate. So I'll start with you, Jay, and then we'll just go okay. around the block. All right. So my most hated was probably Aramis Ramirez because he was always <laughs> a Sox fucking killer. One of my favorites. Yeah, he just he just fucking killed the Sox during every crosstown. There's like always some kind of like big home run or something. So Aramis, yeah, I always I always fucking hated him. Um kind of weird for but growing up, I would probably say like for Cubs, like Mark Grace. I was always a big Mark Grace fan, so but I'm not Ryan Samberg would have been too easy, but no. Say that's my picks. Johnny? You're going for like the ultimate grid answer. Yeah, um... it is ultimate grid answer, yeah. <laughs> I'll probably say um, I, I was gonna say uh, Baez just because when he was when he actually was good, he okay. was like it was just so like it, I loved his I loved yeah I loved his energy I just loved everything about what he did at the plate like he just had that that it factor when he when he when he came up um, but I'm gonna say Rizzo just because I mean this guy would anytime that he would come up to play I, the only thing I was thinking about is that he's gonna hit a home run. Like that's always thought. Like every time, like he was gonna come up to the plate, um, and just a good guy as well too. Um, uh, as far as like hated, 
I'm just gonna say it just because he did this to AJ Brzezinski, but fucking Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. I was at That's that game. Pick. Good pick. Yeah, I mean, we were too. That's it. That's all. That's all. That's all I say. He's drinking. All right. That beer. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, well, I do. I gotta get a little bit more liquor in me before I start talking about how much I like the Cubs. My grandma's watching from heaven right now, smiling. <laughs> um, I know. What have we become? Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Fucking ideas. Um, favorite Cub? Because uh, I, I was also a left-handed first baseman, uh, Mark Grace. So. Uh, just kind of mimicking his uh, stretch and stuff like that, you know, kind of taking those techniques was uh, definitely something that I mimicked a lot. Uh, hated. Uh, I hated fucking Zambrano. I hated everything about him. <laughs> Ooh, good call. I hated, I, I hated the way he sweat. I hated the way he fucking got angry at everybody. I mean, yeah. All right. I, I, feel like I, I feel like on your guys' side of town, it's not so much like, who you hate from the Cubs so much. It's like more so like who you like clown on the Cubs whenever they fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, I hated, you... I hated Ramirez just because he always fucking killed the socks in the crosstown. That's that was true. My reason. I, think he, I think he had a grand slam against you guys in like yeah. five on the South side. Yeah. All right. My turn. Yep. All right. Well, uh, most like appreciated socks player uh, from growing up. Uh, I think I got to go Paulie. Paul Canerco, solid baseball player. Like, you know, like, wasn't flashy or anything like that. Never, you know, I, I obviously was like one of the slowest players in baseball, but like, <laughs> what, he, did, he does have like, a, like, like one or two stolen bases in his career. True. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just the way he carried himself, he never, like, uh, you know, he never made it seem like, you know, the team surrounded him that like he he was just a really damn good player that happened to just be a piece of the team. And he never really like talked shit to any, uh, you know, to any of his opponents or anything like that. Uh, I got to go the mirror of what Southside Bum just said. I'm, I'm going A.J. Pruszynski for my most hated. <laughs> yeah. I And, and it pains me, too, at the at the time that like. You know, you had Barrett punching him at the plate, and then a few weeks later at Wrigley, he had a big home run to take the lead against us. And, like, I was like, oh, my fucking God, this guy is public enemy number fucking one. I damn near wanted to, like, change my own last name just because it was so close to Pierzynski at the time. <laughs> <laughs> if you look at his career numbers against the Cubs, too, he's sneaky, like, uh, one of the biggest, like, Cub killers ever among guys who, like, aren't future Hall of Famers like Pujols or, you know, whoever, or Joey Votto. Yeah. John, right, John, what do you got? Can I say Ken Griffey Jr. is my uh, favorite soccer player? There you like, yeah. so, <laughs> You've had to, like, grid rarity level. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I will. <laughs> cheater this guy is. No, I'm not going to cheat because uh, Griffey was my favorite player growing up. So it, it pained me to watch him go to the south side a little bit. Us too. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And his pants and a uh, belt too. That <laughs> probably pained them yeah. too. But um, I would say my favorite, you know, I, I loved watching. It's tough. I'd say there's two players. Frank Thomas in his prime was unfreaking believable. I mean, just power, average, on base, everything. I mean, that dude was a phenomenal player when healthy. 
but I also love Jim Tomey, you know, Peoria boy, grew up a Cubs fan. So it was, uh, it was you know, I'm sure it was uh, pretty cool for him to play in Chicago, even though it wasn't on the mm-hmm. north side. But Jim Tomey was just super cool dude, just stand up guy, you know, both of those Back in guys, the day, you know, Back in the day, Jim Hendry really wanted him on Cubs, too. I yeah. think, like, 2000, like, that same offseason when they got Derek Lee, that was, like, his – Jim told me it was his plan A. Derek Lee was his plan B for first base. Yeah, and, I mean, honestly, both guys, by by all accounts from what we know, played the game the right way, did things the right way, you know, no steroids as far as, again, we know. Uh, but yeah. So I love those two guys. But uh, hated Cub. I was going to go AJ. Um you know, just because AJ was, you know, I, and I understand AJ, he's a guy that you, you love when he's on your team. You hate him when he's not the Rodman, um, the Rodman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm actually going to go a little bit more practical and say Carlos Lee, Carlos Lee. Yeah. Notorious <laughs> cup killer. I mean, he hit almost 300 against the Cubs. He had almost 40 home runs against them. Uh, I the mean, Brewers he just and Astros too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Went to Milwaukee and, you know, Houston back when they were in the division. And yeah, I mean, he was just, he was, uh, he was a pain thorn. So, um, so I want to say a couple of things. And first off, like we, I, we, I said there was going to be like a big announcement, but it was probably one of the worst kept secrets in White Sox Twitter and everything. Um, so yeah, it was, people knew, but if you didn't, thanks for, <laughs> Spoiling or anything like that. Um, not gonna lie, I, I did tell a couple people on Sox. Yeah, I'm oh, team, yeah. So. yeah, I've 100%. been telling I've been telling I've been telling everybody for the past five months, so that's, sorry. <laughs> that's my fault. But um what I want to say to you guys as well though is that what I like about we we hit you guys did a few test shows, you know, and we got to listen in. You guys just don't go there and give like Cubs hot takes and you know, meatball takes and everything. You guys actually know your baseball. You got you got stats. You know your history. You guys break it down really well. So like this is going to be for the like diehard like Cubs fans who want some good you know in depth like analysis of of games and where this team is at because it's when we get on here, complete you know, opposite of what we're doing. We're, yeah, we just right. you know we're all like oh, fuck Jerry, fuck this, fuck this. <laughs> you know you, you listen you listen to you know, like one awake guys. You listen to Diazu. Mm-hmm. He's got you know like baseball savants on there they're breaking it down they're talking war and you know like wrc plus and all that stuff and i'm just like yeah cool he's got you know but he's but he's striking out a lot now he sucks now like i'm just giving like meatball hot takes you guys but you guys though you guys are the complete opposite of what we do you you got good knowledge base and i think you guys are going to uh do good on this so um cheers to you guys happy to have you on board Um, oh yeah can't wait to uh listen to um, and i'm gonna you know i'm gonna tune in and i'm gonna you know learn some stuff about our our rivals but um we're you better help tune in motherfucker you're like your executive producer <laughs> I, well, that's what I said. i'm gonna you know <laughs> did he say he might tune yeah, in? yeah you're the mitch rosen of this whole thing come he on said, man. Yeah, i might tune in <laughs> i might tune in uh, i'm no i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna tune in i'm gonna listen because obviously you know you guys are new we've We've been doing this for a couple years now. Not, not, we're not like by any means like experts. We're great, but anytime we can give like tips or you know just any little critiques or ex- from experiences that we've come across, especially in our early days of us, you know, ha- holding on our cell phones like talking into it, like in the the early bumcast episodes, like we'll definitely help you guys right out and support you. So um, yeah, cheers to you guys. Welcome aboard for for Thank the bump you. and everything. Happy to have Hell you. Yeah. 
Thank you. Happy to be here. Happy for the opportunity. Thank you, Jason. So um, we got a couple questions. Peter, was that your question you teased earlier? Hell no. You- I got a million questions. One, they're mostly weird and not baseball related. Are we done with the baseball talk? Yeah, let's get let's get some questions of the week. All right, all right, let's get weird. Fuck yeah. Um, so, um, this was a question. So it was funny because um, we had our basically our bombastic meet and greet taco party watch party at Jack's place about a week ago, and I was talking to Julie and mostly everyone about it. And then not this week. The dog walk, the Chicago, the Barstool Chicago guys were talking about it. What are your like when you meet someone of the opposite sex? What is like, how do you greet them? Do you go hug, handshake, dap, especially someone that's like closely like like a friend of a friend? How would you go about it? I. If if it's someone I'm, if it's someone from the opposite I'm meeting for the first time I'll do a handshake most likely if it's someone that I've interacted with a few times I'll do a friendly hug or like the half hug or something like that like that's that's my greeting I don't uh, I don't like do the fist pumps or anything like that yeah you can you know so that's where <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go we'll go around the room again but um, I have some thoughts about this all right well, Jack, I guess I'm next, don't be so, weird yeah. man. No, why would I be weird? Um, no, I said no, Jack and his next smell. Oh no! So I'm kind of like the same way too. Like if I if I'm meeting somebody for the first time, like if I meet a girl, you know, I'll give a handshake or you know, I'll, I'll I'll probably do another like a wave like as well too. Or if it's somebody who I've known for for a while as well too, I'll give them you know a hug too. Um, yeah, I just. It just—I don't know. I don't know if like that's how everybody's like. That's like the normal universal way when you're like talking to somebody, um, especially from the opposite sex. Is that you know? Yeah, but I I do like a wave as well too. Like if I you know, you know, high high and all that. But um, yeah. Dougie's a hug guy. I know Dougie's a hug yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a hug. I'm a hugger. I'm a hugger. I think Dougie and... hugged me the first time I met him, and I was like, "Whoa, what's going on here, dude? All right, let's hug yeah. it out." Same here. Same here. <laughs> After he almost ran me over. Yeah, true. (laughs) And the aggressiveness of my hug depends on how many drinks I've had. So if it's the first time that I'm meeting you and, like, it's the end of the tailgate, you're probably going to get the sweaty chef hug and (laughs) I'm I'm getting in there. So just just to be, be, uh, you know, just heads up. Mike. Yes, I... I, I did I did almost run over Mike uh, when meeting him uh, for the first time and then gave him a hug. <laughs> Basically, because it I was all good from there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, it it kind of depends on the scenario for me. Like if it's someone that I don't expect to meet again for like have another time meeting them, like I'll just go all in and try to go for the hug. And if it works out, it works out. Um, if it's someone that like, I think that I might be hanging out with a couple different times, I'll like reach my arm out and like kind of go by like whatever their reaction is. Like, you know, if, if they have both arms open, I'll, I'll go in for the hug. But if I, you know, if they only extend one out, I just shake it. Um, I will say that 
I saw someone in the comments, uh, Missy, who I met for the first time uh, a couple months ago over at Cork and Carries after a game, uh, came up to her and gave her a hug at the time, but I doubt she remembers it at all because she was very plastered that day. No. <laughs> she, Missy she never. drinks? No. Missy. Didn't know Missy drinks? That's not, um, nope. that's not Missy. No. Incorrect. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know... I'd have to agree with Mike. You know, it's I, I would I'd like to read the situation a little bit. I'm not like a big hugger to begin with, and I feel like I, I could be socially awkward. My my introvertedness kind of uh, tends to uh, tighten up when I'm in like social settings. So it's uh, I um, I try not to to hug right away. It might be a little bit more of a handshake. I think if it might be just again depending on situation might lead. Hey, greet with a handshake, goodbye with a hug, depending on that person if that's the way they kind of move in so that's kind of my approach is like try to read the other person and you know i also don't want to be like some creepy dude that's just like sweating over some chick you know like especially i'm you know i'm married so it's like (laughs) there's a couple (laughs) reasons why i don't want to just like sweat over over somebody but i feel like though in dougie's case like if it's like he's cooking and he's cooking for people and he doesn't get a chance to personally meet them like before he's done cooking. Like you're kind of owed a hug in that scenario. Oh yeah. You hug, you hug Doug, if Dougie's cooking, you hug Dougie. Dougie, I mean, Dougie. Yes. He's earned that hug. Yeah. All right. Look at that. So look at us giving, giving etiquette advice to, to the masses. Like, so here's the deal. I think, I mean, I asked that question now going forward, if we do do every so often a six man show, every segment is, 10 minutes long. So, so I'm going to write that down for later. There we go. But I think I'm going to be a dap guy. I think I'm just going to go dap across the board. If, if you're watching, if you're listening, I'm going to be the old school slap knuckles. That's my thing. Because a lot of the times, Whiskey at Comiskey, we're so sweaty. We're so like running around doing things, coolers, tables, cooking, this and that. I feel awful giving somebody a hug because spoiler alert we're big sweaty dudes and, and <laughs> true like the the day of our watch party and yourself, things like Peter. that me and johnny over johnny, johnny. no johnny johnny's in shape you're playing basketball yeah, I bet he was sweating in that suit. He was probably sweating in that suit up in the fourth floor, though. No, he was. I was sweating. I was sweating. Terrible. But it is awkward. Like, so it's like a friend of a friend, or like if you meet somebody that you know, yeah, obviously you hug them and then like say hello. But then it's like friend of a friend. What do you do there? You get like the weird, like dead fish handshake that's awful and like nobody wants that. So it's like, it's weird. If you see me on. I'm dapping. I'm dapping everyone. So that's, what, that's about the, the what about the what about the the handshake or the slap and then the hug? Can we do that? Me and you, never. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> We're <laughs> the the louder the clap, clap, dap. That's that's what we're doing. Wait a Just second. Go now full blown. Uh, go go what full a... blown LeBron James with his kids. You know the. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Start inventing your own clap. No, what about when yeah. it's like cooler? Like obviously, like when it gets colder, like are you gonna still do the daps like all year like round or or like during the times where we're doing our tailgates? Because it's gonna get cooler at one point. And I'm not as sweaty. Yeah, you're not gonna be not that sweaty. So are you gonna still do yeah. the daps? Yeah, I think I'm just a dap guy from now on. Mm. All right. Respect. Wait, I thought I thought I thought we were you're talking. 
No, that's a dab. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, I just learned. I learned there was two different things. I, I thought this was. I thought Peter was like going up to people doing this the whole time when he's meeting people. To be like no, Cam Newton celebrating a touchdown. Yeah, you know what? Cam Newton everything. Wait, no. I I should have a caveat. If you're like Mrs. Beef Loaf, anyone like like I will hug and be a proper gentleman when it's if you're younger than me it's that otherwise like older people respectable people and i didn't mean now i'm just now now you're fucked foot, dude. Now, yeah, yeah, foot yeah, mouth. yeah i didn't mean yeah, older yeah, people, just, people man, just people stop talking that man earn the i'm all right i'm done sorry <laughs> stop talking <laughs> you're just Thank let's, you. let's just Let's I'm just move on. To, next question. Next question. Next question. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to mute that's myself that's for a good. second. That was bad. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> so uh, my question of the week, and it's going back to our youths. So when you were back in your 20s, um, when you were going to bars, to clubs, whatever it was, what was – that one song, and we can flip it both ways too, but what was that one song that when it came on, the DJ played it, that it would kill your vibe? It absolutely just kill your mood. And why you guys, why you guys think about it, um, I'll tell you my song, and it was always the Choo Choo song. It was the, I never, I never knew who sang it, but it was the Choo Choo song. It was Engine Engine Number 9. On that New York Transit line, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like, you got a twenty dollar bill, put your hands up. You got a fifty dollar bill, throw your hand. Like whatever that, whoever sang that song, that song always like killed my fucking vibe. Any anytime I was at a bar or a club. So what was what was a song that just absolutely killed it for you? I can't think of one. I mean, I, you know, I we go out to the clubs all the time. So I would be dancing out there every single time, like it was John Travolta on Saturday Night Fever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think there's like one. I mean, there, I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I just can't. Even when you said that, when you text us about that question, I still can't think of one that would be like, oh, fuck. I, I'm just I, I can't deal with this. So maybe it might come back to me when I, you know, somebody else uh, speaks. But I can just think of one right now off the top of my head. I'll go. I I'm not I'm not I was never a club person just to preface this like i never went to clubs i just wasn't like a big club i might have gone to a club with johnny a couple times dragged me out when i was younger but um definitely not a club guy but if it was at a bar i'd probably say living on a prayer by bon jovi like that song just instantly was just like all right i'm out i (laughs) i can't do this this is hit a level where i'm just which is which is funny too because anytime like that song came on you would have like the people like on the dance floor going, Oh, like they were, they would get like super yeah. into it and everything. Like Bon Jovi, like got the people moving, yeah, but I can I understand why, you know, like that's my, that's my question. Like it doesn't have to be a fan. It could be a fan favorite that just killed your, killed your vibe. You know, I could, I could keep it Cub Sox theme. I could say journey like that song, you know, at a point was <laughs> that just makes like, sense. That it makes took sense. so much. I love that song before 2005. And then after I was like, Oh my God, I just don't want to hear this song ever yeah. again. Actually, that, that I, song will go ahead. No, actually, I, I just thought of something real quick. It's poor. It's um, Def Leppard's "Pour Your Sugar on Me." I used to. They used to play that way too much every single time, and I got fucking tired of it. So I, that, <laughs> I mean, that's one. It's all popping up. That me now. Go you're ahead, old, I'm sorry. You're no, old, I'm sorry. man. I'm sorry. You're going to clubs where they play Def Leppard. What's going on? <laughs> what the 
fuck are you talking about? You guys were with me when we were going to these places. Dude, no, every time we went no. to like barley no, corners, no, no, shut up. Play, no, like, I'm younger than you. Yeah, they were playing. Shut up, man. Shut up. I'm younger than you. I thought you left. Go. Yeah, just for me, going off what John said with "Don't Stop Believing," like even before. Like that was the 05 Sox song. It was always also like the Detroit Red Wings song too. So yeah. like I, I that song always had like a bad taste in my mouth. Anytime it comes on at a bar and it gets to the line oh, about studio. you know uh, <laughs> just a just a city boy born and raised in South Detroit, I yell out Detroit sucks just for that. <laughs> oh, I love that a studios comment. The studio Deep, 63. The studios. I, I didn't Hell say yeah. I didn't Friday say night. what kind of club it was. I just said yeah. bars and clubs, so oh, you can no. encompass <laughs> any kind of you know any type of song in that, but. I always felt that it was hard for strippers to dance to some of those those rock songs, you know. I feel like they kind of more wanted an upbeat song, you know. Little. I thought, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know, but I thought they picked their own music. Oh, that's a good point. I don't know that. That might actually be true. Probably to, only when they're on the main stage. Good. Yeah. yeah. Everyone stays silent. Good guys. Good guys. I recall. <laughs> Dougie, you got one. Uh, Yes, I actually, it's like a kind of conjunction one. Uh, I also am conjunction, not a Conjunction, what's your function? Yes, pretty much, oh. yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a bill. Uh, not, um, <laughs> any type of electric slide, Cupid slide, all of those things can uh, right off. Oh, yeah. They could all go. That was know. my answer. My so, answer was like the wedding songs, not necessarily yeah. club songs. But yeah, the yeah. cha-cha slide, all of those kind of things. Nobody That's a good wants answer, to too. That. I, that's a good answer because I would not. I I actually told Sarah that those all those songs were banned from our wedding, and she got to, she got like a couple. She she actually nice. had a couple that she had to force in there because of her parents. But for the most part, though, all of those songs were banned from our wedding. I didn't want any. Wait, of that her noise. so you're telling me that her parents are Cub fans and Slide people? Um, Sarah, if you could jump in here and tell us what songs that oh, we had no. to pick, because I don't remember. No, they weren't. They weren't slide. It wasn't the electric oh, okay. guy, Dougie. Okay. Um, there right. was. I think there. I think there was the. Oh, shout was one. We had to play. Oh, shouts. Right. Shouts a wedding song. Shouts fine. That, yeah. 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 Shout, yeah. Shout, have shout plays. I didn't. I didn't of, want it. I didn't want shout play at, at our wedding, but it was night. stronger. Oh, so mm-hmm. I had to. Groomzilla. Like, hey, Groomzilla. Yeah. Right Groomzilla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you could. Uh, um, you could ask. You could ask Johnny. My my wedding ended with uh, Chelsea Dagger. There you nice. go. Oh. oh yeah. There you go. All right. So question. Now that the the, the rebuild is, has started. You know, Connor Bedard, everything like that. I saw it online all the time. So it, the, the question more folks is, John, do you switch the gold song going forward? Wow. I, you know, I honestly haven't put a lot of thought into it, but I don't know. I, I feel like Chelsea Dagger is pretty synonymous with the Blackhawks at this point. You know, it's, uh, I mean, I get it's a changing of the era, but I mean, it's one of the few things that they, you know, that that organization hasn't changed out since they've gotten rid of like pretty much everybody. So, I mean, I, I don't think that they would change at that point. I don't see the the need to, but yeah, I so want I want to I want to vote that every time the the Blackhawks score, that they play some Rage Against the Machine like Bulls on Parade. I don't hate that. <laughs> Good choice. Okay. I I am a big Hawks fan too, and I've seen this debate kicked around a lot i yeah, i can take it or leave it at this point with chelsea dagger but like there's there's precedent to change it now that like everyone from all the cup teams is gone um the 
suggestion that like I've always that I I've suggested before is uh, I don't know if you know the band OK Go, but uh, here it goes again. It's the song like one of their crazy like music videos too. They're from Chicago, and I feel like that would be pretty catchy if you made the that treadmill the treadmill song. Press. The yeah, treadmill the treadmill song. song. Ah, yes. we got issues now. Praz, this is our first ah. fight. Oh my god. You gotta put something for ministry. I mean, come on, man. Here we like, go. Ministry's, yeah. yeah, ministry's a, a Chicago band. And uh Lead Sigger is a huge uh, uh Blackhawks fan as well, too. So I would go with ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Care- careful, Praz. You might get suspended. I went way too Mexican. <laughs> that's right. He <laughs> uh, <laughs> says Cubs now hawk. That's true. I don't want to. He did it again. Oh, come on, I, mean, he, he, I did, did it again. again. Oh, he did it again. <laughs> be, be fast. What was going on here? It's it's fucking bizarro podcast today. So I know. After, it's, it's, after as I tweeted earlier, after the trade deadline next week, we're gonna switch focus to Bears talk, and we got some time uh, out. Yes, I'm very excited about Bears talk. Can we talk about the snip snap snip snack? Chase Claypool, he's back. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's back, baby. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Shortest pup list injury ever. <laughs> it's like twelve yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah back, just. I think it was. Uh, I think it was like a formal. I think it was like a formality. They had to. They had to put him on the pup list for some reason or other, and then they just immediately took him off. I think it was just was part like of like cap a, related. I don't know if it was cap related, but I I heard that it had something to do with like it was like a formality that they had to do it. I dig oh, it. No. He's back, but yeah, Bears yeah, talks back. coming back soon. Uh, we're gonna act, honest. We're gonna bring back our uh, fantasy football spectacular show, which was is always a big hit. We had a lot of questions uh, last last year with our uh, fantasy football expert John Debari. We'll have our Bears, uh, our resident Bears expert uh, Rob Schwartz Jr. He'll be on by by the start of the season to um, break down his, our predictions for the Bears and after the rosters are final finalized. So. We got some bears guests we'll be bringing up in the next month or so. So, uh, welcome back, bears. Bear the fuck down, baby. Bear down, baby. We're ready. And yeah, let's oh, yeah. bear. Let's bump some people. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Cause you're training like a damn bum. You know that? Bum. A bum. A bum. A bum. Let our let our esteemed guests go first today. Uh, you guys got uh let's start with uh john what do you got for uh for us so my uh mvb you know we talked about it pre-show we kind of talked a little bit on the cast i'm gonna go with cody bellinger uh just looking at this what this dude has done in july has just been insane he's hitting 452 in july on base of 475 with a slug of 795 seven home runs 22 rbis five walks and only seven strikeouts in the month of July. So dude is just tearing it, you know, tearing the cover off the ball right now. Uh, like I said, he's played himself at this point. If he could keep going the rest of the year, probably played himself into a seven year, $200 million contract at this point. So, um, you know, it was, it was fun while it lasted. I think it was the intention to bring him in and, you know, obviously try to flip him for some prospects knowing that it was just a one year prove it deal. So I think it makes sense for both sides and and who knows, maybe the Cubs will spend the money in the off season. We'll see, but it's gotta be Cody for me. Uh, and then do you want me to do bum of the week now? Just yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yep. All right. 
I'm going to go, you know, we talked about it again pre-show, and I feel like this is my new Aaron Rodgers at this point. You know, every time I've been on the show, I've always bumped Aaron Rodgers. Um, and it's going to break my heart to be a little inconsistent there with y'all, but I'm going to go Nick Wright. Uh, Nick Wright is probably the most garbage dude on television, period. His takes are just absolutely awful. Um, and he just made one this past, uh, what, last couple weeks. Uh, he's been talking about MJ's legacy being tarnished because, uh, you know, MJ obviously sold his stake in the Charlotte Hornets. He made $3 billion on the deal, which is pretty amazing for him uh, just to extend his uh, his net worth even more. But he was talking about uh, with um, Colin Cowherd how this should affect his legacy and how we should look at Michael Jordan's legacy as an owner. That should be part of his legacy. Uh, for people that don't know, he's actually affiliated with Clutch Sports, which if people don't know, is actually the representation that LeBron James has. So he's able to really kind of direct this narrative of, of LeBron being the GOAT. And he's notoriously had LeBron as his GOAT with Jordan coming in number three on that list. So, I mean, if that doesn't shoot down just anybody's credibility uh, on, you know, basketball knowledge, I don't know what will, because how do you put MJ as third, let alone anything other than one, right? But, yeah, so Nick wrong. He could suck Nick some wrong. butt. Through. <laughs> he, could suck, he could suck my butt through a thousand straws, man. That dude sucks. Oh, yeah. Sucking <laughs> butt. Yeah. All right. Prez, what do you got? Uh, all right, my bum of the week. Uh, it's gonna be uh, Whirlpool refrigerators because uh, my fridge crapped out on me on Wednesday. Uh, had to lug it out with uh, the help of my brother and my mom on, uh, on on Thursday night. Get a new one in there. Uh, but yeah, had to throw away a lot of food, and that sucked. Um, my most valuable bum, I was going to go Cody Bellinger, uh, but John wound up stealing that from me. Honorable mention to him. Um, I will go with the different Cub. I'll go with uh, Adbert Alzale. Had a couple saves in the uh, Cardinal series this past weekend, and he's pretty much solidified the Cub closer role. You know, earlier this year, uh, Michael Fulmer was really struggling in that role. Like, they kept relying – they kept, you know uh, – rotating guys in and out they were going closer by committee and seems like they finally have something solid going with Edward Elsley now yeah good stuff all right Dougie you're up I got no comments all right <laughs> uh MVB uh anybody that reached out to me uh for my birthday and uh for what I was going through I appreciate everybody I love you all uh bum of the week so Obviously, as you guys know, I went on vacation, went up towards uh, my grandparents' lake house, which is uh, just right outside of Twin Lakes. And Twin Lakes this week had uh, Country Thunder. <laughs> Fuck everybody that likes Country Thunder. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely everybody that likes New School Country, you guys can all suck it this week. You guys are all my bums of the week because every place that I fucking went, it was nothing but Everybody pumping fucking music with your loud trucks and your fucking shitty fucking flags. And they're not even going to get a mention what the flags are. But those shitty fucking <laughs> flags that fly behind your fucking truck, you guys could take those right the fuck back where you came from. Fuck you. Hell yeah. Yeah. I like I never that. went to Country Thunder, Hell but yeah, I can't Dougie. imagine it's a, I can't imagine that uh, I would enjoy myself. But um, I smell terrible. terrible. If, if you're a country fan and we offended, we don't apologize. Hey, old country, fuck you. <laughs> old country is not terrible, but I agree. New country old, is yeah, old country. Yeah, new oh, country. I love old country. 
Yeah, new country's boner music. I think we can agree on that. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go next here. Um, first, I'm gonna give a honorable MVB mention to uh, Artie Gumball because he survived Missy and Alexis this weekend. Probably barely. Yes. He's probably barely holding on there. But um, shout out to Artie Gum for he he put up and shut up. It was like either put up or shut up. He partied like a 20 year old girl and he lost his hat. <laughs> I mean, you know, dinner, it's right? it's better than it's better than losing like your phone or, you know, like your wallet or purse or something. But or he, he held his own. That's very impressive. Then he and then driving back, like that's that's a long road trip. I appreciate. Yeah. yeah. So shout out Artie, man. That's good stuff. Um, my first uh, my first MVB or my only MVB really is this guy right here. He really needs no introduction. Here it is. Messi! Could it have been any other way? Magnificent! First game as for the Miami, whatever the fuck they are. Game Inter winning football club. Inter Miami. Thank you, thank you, Johnny. I don't, I don't really follow MLS, but I've always <laughs> followed Messi in Barcelona. <laughs> Um, so game winning goal, first game. Awesome to see that even though the ticket prices are going to suck for him. And I always looked up, already looked up him for Chicago fire. No, it's nope. ridiculous. Oh God. It's, stupid. <laughs> it's, it's like one fifty for the ticket. And then the next game, it's like $30 ticket. It's, it's ridiculous for, but it's a messy effect, but that was awesome. First game MLS getting that, getting that game winning goal. So, um, but my MVB, I'm sorry, my, what a bum this week. Yeah, beef. I don't. I don't follow MLS. I, I. I don't even follow Chicago Fire. That's that's what Peter's for. I'm gonna mute you. I know, right? I've had a few tequilas. As you could, I've three. Had a few. Did you three. get to the casa that I couple two tree? Yeah, I, I just finished. I just finished the anejo right now. So there you go. Um, Hell yeah. Memory's a little fuzzy right now. Um, but my MV, my MVP, my uh, what a bum is. Hold on, it's coming up. <laughs> Ed Yup one three four, this fucking guy who replied in the Missy Alexis Artie Gumball thread, he posts this picture of me and says work. He does not he he does not follow me. He does not follow the bums, but for some reason this motherfucker has a picture of me on his phone. Hell yeah! And there's so many like responses. It's like the why are you so obsessed with me? Or like, are you going to kill me? Like, what? I don't. I want to know why he has a picture of me as uh, why he meaned me and decided that he's going to keep a picture of me on his phone. Nope. He doesn't follow me. Nope. He doesn't follow the bums. But he decided to keep uh, this. I love and him. use it as a reply. So Ed Yup One Three Four is my fucking what a bum for the week. <laughs> Dude, everyone's uh, on team ed L- literally everyone in the comments is on team ed <laughs> yeah i don't know who that is but i mean he doesn't he, he doesn't follow i never met him i'm sure he's he might be a nice guy okay but it's a little weird he has a picture of me on his phone that's all i'm gonna say i like it that means even you though it, baby even though my ass looked phenomenal in that picture and did, i would wait fucking... bring it back up bring it back up 
I was also wearing basketball shorts. You got you got the Adam Sandler look going, my man. <laughs> that's, that's a Hank Hill ass right there. <laughs> Listen, it was I have basketball shorts on and a baggy shirt, and that was the day I showed up fucking, you know, almost ready to shit my pants. So <laughs> that's yep. true. You had tummy issues. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, Walking around respect. like Rob Marinelli. Respect. But yeah, I thought I thought that was, you know, there's 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 People who actually like, like search themselves on Twitter to see who's talking about them. <laughs> I can I can actually hear Beef saying Tukas right now. Um, there's people who actually search themselves on Twitter to see what people are talking about them. It's that's one thing. It's another thing when you just like read a reply and you see a picture of yourself in the reply being used <laughs> as a beef. Wait, were you not tagged in the reply? No. <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> No, that's that's why it was that's why it was like I, I just looked at it, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, that's me. Why am yeah, Eight. why am I fucking Eight. why am I memed? Why do you have a picture of me on your phone? That means you made it, baby. I guess so. I shit you not. Fucking Ed just followed me. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not even joking. Uh, <sighs> so yeah. That was that was that's interesting. Awesome. Um all right, Johnny, you're up. Uh, my MVP is everybody who has uh, given me thank yous and congrats and, and whatnots for my art journey, painting, and all that stuff that that, that I've been doing for the past uh, couple of weeks. Uh, I, and everybody that showed up to to the show as well too. Um, even the people who couldn't make it, they you know I got texts and, and and messages saying that they couldn't make it. They wish they could. And thank you, everybody. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Um, obviously, I'm going to still continue doing, you know, putting out paintings and whatnot. But, you know, I appreciate everybody uh, giving me all those things and just gives me more motivation to do more. So thank you uh, once again. Um, and then my uh, what a bum is uh, this video right here. Hold on. I'm on my way. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> one more time. Do it again. Again, on live. <laughs> uh, once again, this is my what a bum. Take two. Now, the guy who hit the home run and all that, that's not right. my what a bum. It's not my what a bum, so I, I just want to get that out of the okay. way. It's the people who were complaining about him doing what he did. Um, baseball needs a lot more fans. They're, they've been itching for a lot more people to watch games. And I saw this in the World Baseball Classic, and it, it, it was like must-see TV. Um, and I, I, I noticed that a lot more uh, baseball uh, teams are doing this as well, too, where they're doing these little dugout celebrations. Either you hate or you love it. To me, it makes things a little bit more fun for the game. Um, some guy named Fry Daddy said, thanks, MLB, for encouraging kids to act foolishly on a baseball field. I'm sure this young man has a bright future, but I played against his dad, who was a great hitter, and I never saw him do this. Dude, fuck you, dude. Like, this is great about uh, baseball. It's a different game the way it is now. And people like Ella De La Cruz, like people like who are coming up, who are fucking exciting. The home run derby, the way it is now. Like, everybody who does these celebrations and whatnot, 
it's fucking fun, man. It makes the game more interesting, especially like if your team fucking sucks and all that, you know, in a certain situation, just let them have fun, man. I mean, this is what baseball is all about. So the people who are complaining about this guy doing his celebration or anybody else who does celebrations, go fuck yourself, man. Seriously, like go do something else. You know, it's just like, it makes the game a lot better. And I, I applaud them doing this stuff like that. So. Amen. Good rant. Go yell at a cloud. Hell yeah. And honestly, I I want to throw in a little bit on that. Like that is what is like pissing you off so much about fucking goddamn Tim Anderson right now is like, he was there. He, he was like bringing the life to the fucking table. And now he ain't doing fucking shit. Yeah. He ain't doing shit. And that's what upsets you is because he had, he had that swagger and now we don't get to see it at all. Saves it for the bedroom, I guess. I don't know. Fuck it. Oh, he's. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, he's been better post All Star break. I will say that. But I agree with you. I, I, I mean, came up with a big not, hit yesterday not, against the Twins. Not right? enough. Not enough. All right, Peter, take us home. All right, so no bums of the week this week. Um, it's more MVBs. First MVB, obviously, happy birthday, Scarlett. Turned six. On uh, yesterday, uh, Julie did all of the planning MVB as well to Julie because I'm just along for the ride, basically. Like she did the bouncy house and the tables and the chairs and the tents and everything else that involves a six year old's birthday party. Johnny MVB for coming early and helping me set up the tables and the chairs and the tents and everything else because. He was hot as hell yesterday, and you sweated up a storm. You were probably stinky for all of the days. I still am. I still am. Yeah, it just hasn't stopped, yeah. (laughs) But the main MVB is um, Julie's cousin's son, Lincoln. This is the first time I've met him. So um, I'm going to bring up a, a picture of him and then what they're doing for Lincoln. So Lincoln was born... Um, 34 weeks at 34 weeks, he needed chest compressions on birth and was intubated. He spent 47 days in the NICU. This yesterday was the first time I met Lincoln and it was awesome. He played with my son's toys. They were crawling in the living room together, everything else. Um, so Lincoln, obviously because of being born so early, chest compressions, the lack of oxygen, he was uh, diagnosed with cerebral palsy. So the Baby Skinner Foundation is doing um, a pig roast. And what they're doing is all of the proceeds go to him and another child that is in need. The Baby Skinner Foundation has been doing this for uh, five, six years or so. And every year they pick two kids to, um, to get all of those proceeds. So um, Lincoln is going to occupational therapy and physical therapy a couple times a week. Um, It's a lot. It's a lot on the parents. It's a lot on everyone involved. Um, So what the Baby Skinner Foundation is doing is like they're doing a pig roast barbecue. Um, It's in North Riverside on August 5th. If you can't make it, you could donate. But it's awesome, and I uh, I appreciate them doing what they're doing, and obviously um, the Tabor family, Lincoln's parents, um, also um, we love them all. 
it's it, it's it's he's a warrior like i we can't imagine like you know we it, like i have two kids i can't imagine what the parents are going through but what lincoln is going through and he fought every step of the way no one expected him to get to get to where he's going and the future is bright so um if you guys can donate i'm gonna link it um on the chicago sports bums twitter and instagram my personal instagram julia will be sharing it the the pig roast is on august 5th but um you could donate anytime between now and then and obviously we talk about white Sox twitter all the time i made the joke that today where it's like you know like it's a cesspool but it's also a really 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 awesome community we've met a lot of friends now i consider them family um but this is our real family so if you guys can i'll link the uh the website if you guys can donate any little bit goes a long way so we appreciate everyone and obviously lincoln i mean we love them Yes, we will definitely get all that information out and make sure if you can don't if you can to help out, uh, that would be great. But yes, um, MVB to Lincoln. All right, um, guys, that's our show. Thank you to our guests, Praz and John, our, the, the our coworkers. So, our, yeah, our, our new fellow, <laughs> new fellow coworkers. So um, bums in the bleachers. They're going to be launching their first episode shortly. We will make sure you, uh, you know. We get that out to you guys if you want to listen to them talk some Cubs. I mean, even if you're, you know, you might not be a Cubs fan, but at least give them a listen. They're going to have a lot of good, like I said, they're very knowledgeable about baseball, about the Cubs. So you're not going to get just meatball hot takes. You're going to get some really good in-depth, you know, analysis from these guys. So, uh, Praz, you know, you've been integrated with White Sox Twitter for a while. You know, we've seen you in 108 and everything. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like you've already... Have, have you know a good following amongst our, our group here, so it's going to be great. And John, you know you've been in the show a few times, you know talking Hawks, talking Cubs in the past. So uh, you know it's it's going to be a it's going to be a good show, and we're happy to have you guys uh, lead it and pioneer the way for some some good Cubs talk. So thanks, guys. For, for sure, definitely excited. You know, it, with you guys having the comment section on your show, we'll likely have that too, and you know that could tail sure. off in other topics too. So. Yep. Let's see where it goes. All right. Don't forget, guys, whiskey at Comiskey this Saturday. Make sure you drop those RSVPs. We'll see everyone in Lot B on Sunday. I'm sorry, Saturday. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Trade deadline talk with us for the Sox and potentially some Bears training camp talk. So looks forward to next week's episode. Guys, have a great night. Happy National Tequila Day. Hell yeah. 